0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 34 of The Fourth Wall. I'm of course your host Griffin Schiller and this is the show where we break down the fourth wall of the film industry as we get an inside look through our conversations with industry professionals ranging from writers, directors, actors, you name it. This show is of course part of the Playlist Podcast Network where you can find the rest of our amazing film and television centric catalog. We're talking shows like Be Real, The Playlist Podcast, so much more. Whatever your fix is, we definitely have you covered. Over there. And this episode of The Fourth Wall is brought to you by National Geographic's City So Real. A masterwork, pulsing with life, utterly gripping. National Geographic's critically lauded documentary series, City So Real, appeared on more than a dozen 2020 best of lists, including President Obama's. The series, from award winning documentarian Steve James, director of Hoop Dreams, delivers a fascinating and complex portrait of Chicago, the quintessential American city set against the backdrop of its history-making 2019 mayoral election and the tumultuous 2020 summer of COVID-19 and social upheaval following the death of George Floyd. The series is for your consideration for outstanding documentary or non-fiction series, for more information, visit natgeotv.com slash FYC, or stream all episodes now on Hulu. So before we get into this episode of The Fourth Wall, I just gotta take a second here and process what I'm about to say. Because it's <laughs> it still hasn't quite hit me yet, even though the interview is done, it's passed, it's in the can, uh, and I am uh, still just sort of in shock at the fact that this happened. If you know me, you know that I am a massive, 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 massive James Bond fan and I had the good fortune of finally being able to have an incredible conversation with James Bond himself, one of the James Bonds that I grew up with and that is Pierce Brosnan. But we not only talked to Pierce Brosnan, we also talked with director John Lee for their upcoming collaboration on Hulu and A24's False Positive Now, for those of you who may not know, False Positive follows Lucy and Adrian, played by Justin Thoreau as they find their dream fertility doctor in the illustrious Dr. Hindle, who is played by Pierce Brosnan. But after becoming pregnant, Lucy begins to notice something sinister behind Hindle's charm, and she sets out to uncover the unsettling truth about him. Uh, False Positive is directed by John Lee, and it's, it's based on the story that was uh, conceived by Lucy, Lee and his creative partner Alana Glazer who also plays the lead role Lucy in the film. The movie is phenomenal. It is a very blunt and confronting look at the uh, patriarchy and how women are treated during their their pregnancy, how they have their agency stripped from them and something that is you know should be very sacred to them uh, and I thought this was an excellent conversation talking about those uh, important uh, themes and issues that that needed to be brought to the light with um, with John Lee and Pierce Brosnan both gave great insight into this. But let's face it, we were talking with Pierce Brosnan, and so we had to throw in some Bond questions there. And actually, it worked out perfectly because one of the main reasons uh, John Lee and Ilana Glazer sought out Pierce Brosnan was because they wanted someone with that James Bond-like charm, and Pierce, thankfully, got the joke the second he read the script. For those of you who might not be familiar with John Lee, he's best known uh, for his work on the MTV2 comedy series, Wonder Showsen. He has uh, had a pretty big role in a lot of Adult Swim series, such as The Heart, She Hauler, and-, and a few others. And then he also collaborated with his creative partner, Alana Glazer, on Broad City. And that's sort of where the, uh, the gears started to turn for what would eventually become False positive, and you're going to hear us talk about false positive and and all of its glory. And it is a great film. It really surprised me. Some gripping twists and turns, uh, and yet it was darkly comedic and unsettling, which is very on brand for John Lee, given uh, you know his track record. But look, this was Pierce Brosnan, and so we had to throw some Bondian questions his way, which he uh, delightfully indulged in. Uh, I mean, Pierce Brosnan. I mean, they say never meet uh, your heroes or, or the, the, the artists that you look up to out of fear that they might disappoint you. Um, Pierce Brosnan is someone who absolutely lives up to the class and uh, elegance and just um, warmth that you would hope he he would live up to. I mean, he really carries himself uh, in such a professional manner and he was you know very happy to indulge us in in our in our enthusiasm for his work uh, for being bond fans. Um, we had a great question towards the end of this conversation that 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 you'll hear uh, where we talk about you know how he might have approached playing bond in a modern setting and uh, he actually he gave the most thoughtful answer uh, better than I could have. Imagined, and it was great to have John there to sort of like jump in and and sort of like play around uh, in in that sort of conversation with us. It it was um, truly one of my favorite interviews that I've ever had the pleasure of conducting, and I'm very thankful to have had this opportunity to speak with not only John Lee, but the great. Pierce Brosnan. And of course, you know, if I'm talking Bond, I can't do that alone. I, I do want to thank my good friend and co-host on the Words Are Not Enough podcast, James Bond podcast, Brody Cervelli. We tag-teamed this interview, and, and I think uh, it was just a very special uh, moment and conversation for both of us that we will hold near and dear to us. So uh, before we go any further here, I do just want to quickly let you all know that False Positive does hit Hulu this Friday, June 25th. Again, a great film I I think if you're looking for a a nice thriller horror movie that's actually has some really interesting and topical things to say uh, you're definitely going to want to check this one out I highly highly recommend but before we head into the interview be sure to jump down in the comment section of wherever you're listening to this episode and let us know what your favorite Pierce Brosnan film is outside of the Bond movies obviously we love him in GoldenEye we love him in Tomorrow Never Dies the world is not enough all that stuff. But what's your favorite Pierce Brosnan film outside of that? That's what I don't want to hear about, but all right, enough from me, enough chit-chat. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. Without further ado, here is our conversation with Pierce Brosnan and John Lee. <laughs>
1: Oh Griffin Brody, how are you doing? You've got James Bonds all over the place I, there.
0: <laughs> Look, it's I, I promise you, this is always up here. I did not just put this <laughs> up here for you. It is my regular recording set. Very I'm just cool. Have you, yeah, happy you uh, acknowledge that? But um, I guess if we're good to go, I'll just jump right into this. Um, yep. So, John, while you know this isn't necessarily something new as of late horror has really been leading the charge when it comes to you know bringing socially conscious uh messaging to audiences and i read that when you started working on false positive it was sort of in this fragmented state that eventually became you know the the film that we now see so i'm curious uh was the social and political climate in which you were developing the film sort of the key that finally brought all of those ideas together
2: I think that was always a part of the script it, it basically was inspired when my wife and I we had our own fertility issues at the beginning and we went through these these kind of situations where every decision feels so massive and daunting while at the same time you have this hope. You know once you find out you're pregnant you think of your baby born one year old two year old five 16 21 and you're like you project so far into the future you know and so when there's all these decisions that are these tiny little adjustments that mean so much you know how can you not be socially aware how can yeah. you not as a woman be socially aware when my wife has to make a choice between having a baby or work I had a baby and have work. No one's ever asked me what's it like to have both. They always ask her, she's creative and she has a baby. So it's like, so how to, you know, everything around us is social and political. So if you don't talk about it, what are you doing? Like, what are you, Like you, yeah, know, like, yeah. what's the point? If you're gonna talk about birth and fertility, if you're not talking about politics, then you're not talking about birth and fertility.
0: Yeah, for sure.
3: No, absolutely. And I think that's something that like particularly struck me when I was watching the film was the precision with which you came at that like political subject matter, because obviously women's reproductive autonomy is a touchy subject. And that's something, especially as a a male director, that is a daunting process. And, um, I guess, I guess what struck me especially was the fact that you managed to ride this line without falling into the anti-choice tropes, which I think come, uh, packaged into a story that is concerning fertility doctors and selective reductions and stuff like that um so when you were collaborating with ilana who uh, i guess is a co-writer of yours and has been involved with this since the inception uh was that something you were actively thinking about were you actively thinking about we don't want to fall into these tropes of you know this is an anti-choice film this is a pro-choice film this is you know saying something we don't intend it to
2: say I I think uh, we certainly didn't want to make an issue movie. We're not interested in that. But if you're going to make a movie, it should be about issues, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, yeah, for sure. I don't, you know, I, I, I think the ultimate issue about that movie's about, and the thing that we made sure to remind ourselves was about the lack of support with healthcare whether that be physical or mental we live in a society whatever is whatever society we can you say you want to say it is it's created this real lack of support you know uh-huh. for women in this particular case and couples like we just don't do it i don't get it It doesn't make any sense to me, but like mommy brain is not an actual, is it not actual healthcare? That's just a little cute bandaid you put on a massive problem. It's actually an insult to women. It's taking them not seriously. It's reducing them to not being individuals. And that's a real problem, but that's our solution to healthcare is to put something cute on it. It's mommy brain instead of going like, Oh my God, you're actually suffering. How can I help?
3: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, Pierce, uh, to direct us towards you now, (laughs) uh, your performance, and I mean, this is giving me, like, I'm starstruck right now. But but, um, (laughs) but I think with your performance, uh, what's so incredible about it is the way it plays with audience expectations. Because I think you've played, you know, villainous roles before. You've you've done that. But I think still, I mean, like, in my mind, in the mind of so many people, you are this, like, James Bond figure. You are this... Mm -hmm this hero and in this film you get to sort of play with that idea and you say like you know he starts off and dr hindle seems like he is a virtuous man he's trying to help and as time goes on that benevolent facade starts to slip and we get to see the more sinister intentions was that fun for you was that what was that process for you
1: oh completely so i mean i got the joke i got the i I knew what i was entering into when i read the script and i knew why they, they wanted me to perform in this in this production uh because there's so many emblems, emblems of my own theatrical life and the performance and the persona that I've created myself, whether it be, you know, in, in, in Bond really, you know, has such a strong imprint on people's psyche. So you, you, you know theatrically and instinctively, intuitively as an actor that uh, you, this is fertile ground and you can really play with the audience and, you know, bring them into this rather... Uh, malignant narcissistic world of Dr. Hindle, and uh, hopefully create something that's entertaining. So uh, that was that was the joy of of working with John and Elena uh, on this piece. Without yeah, question,
2: the best joke I think that the best example of your sense of understanding this character is when you lick your lips and you take pleasure in inseminating alana like to me, to me once you did that and you did that i think on take one you know you did just little bits of it i was like and we, that was one of the first scenes we shot together i was like I, this is going to be the easiest job in my life right now <laughs> basically telling you can you lick your lips a little louder? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and and that was like I knew right then that we were arm in arm going forth into this world in a weird journey of oddness and uncomfortableness and nervousness. And I knew, you know, you could see that little spark of, <laughs> of an anarchist inside you. It's there inside you, Mister Brosnan.
1: <laughs> it is. It, it is indeed the wild colonial boy is right there. <laughs> yes, you know, yes. just be charming, and then try and come out with some stiletto of performance yeah. but yes. uh, you know I also, you just reminded me there when the first night I went down to Brooklyn to see to see John and elena um I'd never met her before and um, she was completely naked they were doing this horrific scene where she was covered wow. in blood. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that was, uh that that's a first that's day. A first creating. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a, but here was this courageous woman, you know, doing something where yeah. really, you know she's really wearing her heart on her sleeve. And uh you know, I'd watched her work and I could see that she's uh you <clears throat> know she's fearless and strongly independent. So for me, yes, it's a great it was exhilarating making this movie and knowing that it was a very thorny subject and something that will really disturb people, but Hopefully, entertain them as well, and nice. highlight a part of our society and that uh, has existed, does exist, and needs to be tempered.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and that that just sort of got me thinking about the um, the I, 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 I hesitate to call it satire because it is through and through a horror film. But there are, you know, John, as as your previous work and Alana's previous work, there are satirical elements to, you know, the the story and what you're telling. Um, And it called to mind, you know, another film that you had done, Pierce, uh, and it happens to be a Bond film, but uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, which is also very satirical and prophetic in its warning of, you know, mogulism and media outlets, people like Roger Ailes and Rupert Murdoch and stuff like that. And it sort of speaks to the fact that you know, you've been pursuing these 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 politically and socially important threads, um, even in seemingly non-political blockbusters for years. And so I, it just sort of got me thinking, uh, is that, you know, that charge and that interest what keeps you going and uh, creatively fulfilled?
1: Stories are what keep me going. You know, when you get the script and you, you read you read the story that's been presented. You know, When you get to the final page, do you want to go back to the beginning? Do you want to read it again? Does the story move you? Does it's, I'm not thinking of social issues. I'm thinking right. of good value. Can I believe in this character? Can I get out of bed at 6 o'clock in the morning for six <laughs> weeks, six months, and hang my heart on this script with this person, with this director, with this cast? It's, it's, it's fairly, for me, simple and straightforward. Does the work engage you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this particular case, obviously it did. And I think the work that A24 does is is really so so powerful and so much of the see a jest of our lives right now in storytelling. Um, yeah. So it was it was an easy, relatively easy one to say yes to. I I showed it to my wife, and she said, you have to do
2: this.
1: (laughs) And I let her read everything that I'm going to do, because whatever I do uh, is part of her life, because I'm going to have to go away and work somewhere and Mm -hmm. be apart from the family, and uh, it better be worthwhile.
2: I I think um, as as people who you get to decide things and you make things, you don't really make the decision... Politically, but when you look back on your life and you look at all the things you've done, there might be a theme of what you're attracted to, you know, mm. and that might be there might be humanitarian things, there might be comedic things and stuff like that, but that's probably for other people to notice and not yourself, you know, because you, as a person who gets read scripts, it, I'm only uh, just whatever I'm like, suddenly I'm like, this is great, you know, yes. and then if I later on I look at it, I'm like, oh, it's great because it's. I, that's what i like you know that's what I, is. Like. I, I like to say something i like to like produce something or i like to challenge myself you know like yeah. i think that's right. all you know that's most people even even not even if you're not an artist people want that you know people you don't want to eat the same meal every day you want to try a new restaurant i'm yes. sick of, i'm sick of tacos yeah. <laughs>
0: For sure. Well, that well, that that just gets me thinking then, John, if you were to take that mentality and apply it to, you know, working in a blockbuster genre or something like a James Bond, what kind of story where what places would you want to go?
2: Oh, gee! You're asking me to pitch a movie right now? <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a brief concept, just any sort of. Is this, deal. is this improv? You want to give yes. me like a subject
1: and like a genre? <laughs> you've got you've got your leading man right here. Exactly Exactly yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?
2: I mean, I I like the thing is, like, I like all things. I like the weirdest movies in the world, and I like the biggest movies in the world. I like to watch, mm-hmm. I like, I will cry at a commercial, you know, but then, like, I'm a big fan of, like, Zulowski, who know? like, who knows about mm-hmm. him, you know? Like, I like a love Ozu movies, but then I, like, will watch, like, Modern Family with my kids and crack up. So, like, I, there's no high or lows, not better to me. It's about the quality and the spirit. You can feel if people have fun. You can feel yeah people really enjoy it but yes. what, you know in the end what I'm most attracted to as a maker is that kind of weird experience that time that nervousness of like when a movie gets quiet and tingly and you're like don't go in that room don't go in that room I actually never care about what's in the room what's in the room doesn't matter to me it's always that walk in down that dark hall that I'm like just make a whole movie of that you know that yeah. you know, yeah. that's that feeling is the thrill of why you go to see movies like this, mm-hmm. you know, like that to me is, and that's why this movie doesn't, I don't care if you realize the twist or not, I'm not interested in that, but I'm interested mm-hmm. in this journey of what this woman goes through and this nervous deconstruction of her own mind as she's being kind of tortured in some ways.
3: Yeah. And jumping, sort of jumping off of the, uh, the James Bond thing, cause I, I would, uh, Hate myself if I didn't ask this, but Pierce, uh, like you've, I, I think one thing that Bond fans are aware of is how much uh, you, how much time you spend thinking about the psychology of that character and trying to like sort of push the the limits of what people think of when they think of James Bond as a person. And I guess now it's been almost uh, twenty years since your last Bond film. If you were to slip back into those shoes today, just like hypothetically. What do you think would change about your performance? What do you think you would bring to it now that you didn't have 20 years ago?
1: Oh, that's a good question. It's a good question and one that uh, I think i probably let myself slip into trying to find the answer to. But I think it's just an awareness, a self-confidence, assuredness mm-hmm. of 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 being an actor, being the man you are, not pushing it, not trying too hard, Uh having the confidence to sit there in the space and the silence of who you are. And, uh, you know, I mean, he, he, he's forever with me in in one way or another, those 10 years of making that movie and uh, Martin Campbell set the tone so correctly and so brilliantly that, you know, it was just ingrained in my body and my psyche of how to walk and how to carry yourself. And so, you know, you, you, He's such a he's such an enormous character that you know you 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 play it in real life. You find yourself being that character because you've there's some alchemy that transforms you. Um and you have to make peace with that. And you have to then try and you know find work that will dismantle that, that you can, you know, live with. Create. I, I'm not sure how I would play him now.
2: I think they're trying to get us to pitch some sort of weird, trippy James Bond movie. Pierce, I, I, they, want, they want you and I to make a dreamy, kind of surreal James Bond. Which I'll, I'll get to work. I'll start working. Backed right. by A24, and I think exactly. that's the key. That is something
0: that I never thought about, and now I, the possibilities are endless.
2: An A24 yeah. thriller, like, yeah, like big budget, like you know, like. Just like if Christopher Nolan was strange, we'll make. That-
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful, awesome. Well, listen, Pierce, John, thank you so much for your time. We got to wrap now. Uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with both of thank you. you. Uh, Love really the has. film. Best, of, best of luck with it.
1: Thank you thank so you. much, gentlemen. Thanks. All the best. Thank you too. You. Thank you. Well.